welcome to a very special edition of Text Talks. Because I pride myself on keeping you informed with the latest happenings in music from all corners of South Africa and beyond, I'm very excited to share with you a new online entertainment series called Vu's Inspired Live, a festival of inspiration. Created by Vu's, the new vaping brand of British American Tobacco South Africa, Vu's Inspired Live is a weekly stream series that highlights how some of our boldest and brightest creatives in music and art and fashion and several other disciplines have built their brands. Vu's Inspired Live champions their art, and while we continue to suffer the effects of lockdown, which means zero gigs, Vu's Inspired Live ultimately brings you a unique experience every week with established industry icons and up-and-coming talent. And all of this is hosted in spectacular fashion by rapper Slicker, comedian Nina Hasty, and presenters Smash Africa and Scoop Makatini. Today, I will be speaking to rapper Speedster, Andrew from pop duo Lockenville, and singer-songwriter Manu Worldstar about their involvement with Vu's Inspired Live, as well as Darren from award-winning specialist entertainment marketing agency One-Eyed Jack. And because I've known him for a good few years, I thought I'd kick things off with Darren Saunders. Darren, welcome to this special edition of Text Talks. So Vuz's new online event series is a game changer for how content's produced and consumed because this kind of event has never been done before. How do you conceptualize an event that brings together 40 artists across music and fashion and art and travel? Well, it's been it's been an interesting journey because we we actually started out with Vu's being a live event. Uh, you know, the idea of it being kind of in Joburg and Cape Town and Durban, and we host a series of music artists and we provide what would be I don't want to say traditional, but kind of a more expected approach to to an event launch or to mm-hmm. a product launch. And then, of course, COVID happened and we had to rethink everything. Um, <clears throat> and we also had to think about what Vuz represents as a brand. And, you know, the product Vuz aside, Vuz as a brand actually really stands for this idea of inspiration and exploring new things and finding new things. and. You know, that's their whole motto is live inspired. So we thought, okay, live inspired, uh, live, play on the word live, live. Okay, this makes sense. Why don't we call it inspired live? And the idea behind that is it becomes the live event or sort of live content, live kind of creation arm of Vues. And so as much as it's the first of its kind for Vues and for a large degree for the industry, it's going to be a long-term platform. So the thinking really was, okay, so it's inspiration, not just with music, but it's with art in the very literal sense of artists producing art. Uh, it's also fashion, it's travel. So how do we bring those two audiences virtually in an interesting um, way that is watchable and also provides a much more kind of interesting insight into the brand as well. And so that's really where Vu's Inspired Live came from and the concept of the cubes or what we call the cubes of inspiration. And that's why you'll see Vu's Inspired Live, the artists each, you know, on each stream are in a literal cube that we've created. And the cube acts as both a literal and metaphorical platform to, to create interesting content for our audiences to, to engage with and see. And so that could be music, but it also could be an incredible piece of art or insight into travel or seeing an artist like a graffiti artist we have on on the show really create something from nothing to complete, um, which isn't something consumers really would be able to see. So I think that's really where it came from. I find the the fact that Vu's was supposed to be a live event and you changed it completely. You had a complete overhaul once lockdowns hit and you made it an online series, which, I mean, I guess a lot of people, a lot of events had to completely, you know, change up thinking in order to go ahead with their campaigns, but also in in order to survive. What, What went into the whole train of thought in terms of the change up? Well, so 
when live events were essentially banned, um, Vues as a product still needed to launch. So it actually launched last year in 2020 and went to market a bit later than it had intended to because of certain delays. But, you know, the brand was like, well, we still need to create a buzz and a hype. And more than that, we need to communicate what Vues stands for, which is living inspired, finding inspiration, through art, music, travel, and fashion. And so it was a case of trying to understand the, the live streaming space. Um, so as much as Vues Inspired Live is pre-recorded, when, when it broadcast every Wednesday, because I know that we're now in July and the content is alive and, and accessible for everyone to go and watch until the end of July, we did broadcast it for the first time each Wednesday in June. Um, we also had to really think about this idea of kind of streaming fatigue and screen fatigue mm, and people having, yeah, and people being on Zoom calls all day and they really <laughs> want to go and access content, you know, online. And so we really thought about it in a different way that we didn't want it to be linear in the sense of, okay, well, you log on and you watch it in an order that we tell you to watch it and you can't go backwards and you can't go forwards and that's that. And that's why we created the four cubes so that during a show, you can switch between any four of the cubes at any time you want. So at any time you're able to watch either a musician or an artist or someone talking fashion or, and so there's a lot of different types of content that you can access, which makes it a lot more interactive and a lot more interesting. And it's part of what Booze Inspired Live about is, is, is curating. And so as a consumer, you can curate what it is that you choose to watch. And now that the content is there, what we're calling, I suppose, our archive, which, um, you know, you can go and watch all four episodes um, on reasonsbiredlife.com, you can go and choose what you want to watch, um, when, and you can scroll, scroll through and back and switch between different cubes, which is really quite different to, I think, that kind of linear idea of streaming. You literally took the words right out of my mouth. My next question was going to be, tell me a bit more about the unique viewing platform that that's been created because essentially what Vues wants to do is it wants to reinvent the nature of events with, with this online series by, by giving artists a platform to showcase their creativity and engage with their audiences in novel ways. Um, do you, do you think um, that the artists that you picked rise to the occasion? Absolutely. I mean, it was a very interesting process choosing our artist lineup and i mean a massive um shout out to to the whole team um you know from client uh right through to to production and everyone kind of in between and we actually didn't have a lot of time to curate almost 50 artists into you know hours and hours of of content we had about two to three weeks because just of the nature of how everything kind of panned out and it was interesting because we had to do a lot of research into people who we wouldn't necessarily naturally know, you know, like travel aficionados and, you know, some of the people that we, we encountered, it was a really interesting exercise for us. And I think for a lot of the artists, um, look, so musicians are more accustomed to music artists are more accustomed to being on a stage and to performing. And I think there's kind of, that kind of um, platform exists, right? So it was a bit easier to find them. But where it was really interesting and where we got a lot of positive feedback, well, we got positive feedback from all the artists, but some of the artists were really like, especially the the fashion, um, the fashion lineup um, and those in travel, art, customization, you know, the feedback we got from them was thank you because it's so hard to get their story and to get their art out into the world because they don't have the traditional platforms that a music artist would have, like stage. So how do they actually communicate that? And that's really the main drive behind Booze Inspired Live is this idea of this platform for artists to showcase their creativity and to inspire the audience. So all of the artists were, you know, as much as we sat down and we we briefed all of them and we had an onboarding again, you know, via via sort of an online video conference, when they arrived on set in Joburg 
and they actually saw the cube and they saw everything that's gone into it, they were blown away and they were just, and they really felt the passion and they really understood what it was about. So the feedback we've gotten is incredible. And they really all, to answer your question, yes, they, they definitely rose to the challenge. You know, some of, some of the artists like, um, that, that Van Dam, that Dan Vandal, I always get his name wrong. Um, <laughs> actually created a brand new piece of graffiti art using a 3D printer of this huge head. If you go and watch episode four, you'll see. And it's just, it's phenomenal. So a lot of them came with fresh ideas and really took the brief to heart. You know, Vu's Inspired Live really is unlike anything that I've seen before, Darren. It's like one giant interactive variety show. And what you said about giving creatives and artists uh, a platform that don't necessarily get spotlighted all the time to be discovered and tell their story. It's exactly what I found when I watched all four episodes. I really, I learned a lot. I discovered a whole bunch of new people. So with our lockdowns, essentially preventing us from living our best festival lives. Um, like I said, you know, this is, Vu's Inspired Live really is like one giant interactive variety show. Um, but what are the intricacies that go into the planning of a high-end production like this? I mean, the intricacies are quite something. Um, like I said, as much as it was almost a year in planning, things had to switch on very quickly once we got the okay from the brand. I mean, we, you know, we had to, we came up with the concept and then we, you know, the client bought into it and they absolutely loved it. And then we sold it into the business. Um, but to get the lineup, we, we essentially had about a month to really get this all together. And just the, the amount of energy and commitment was remarkable to see from and a lot of it was done virtually, you know, and I think that's what's so interesting about about the world at the moment is we were able to curate this incredible lineup largely through telephone and email, but it all came to life in the real world, which was awesome. And, you know, we had an incredible team of um, curators, of, of artist managers, um, our production teams, you know, from lighting to sound to camera, our editors who worked like 24 hour days to edit the content. Um, and then the marketing as well, you know, obviously making sure people know about Boos Inspired Live and being able to tell the story because, you know, a few weeks ago, Boos Inspired Live didn't exist. And now you're telling a South African audience all about something that wasn't there before. How do you communicate that idea of cubes of inspiration about curating mm. a lineup what is this cube that you keep talking about um is it just going to be another live stream that i've seen before and so you know the proof is in is is in the stream and when you see the content and you actually realize how dynamic and, and, and different it is it's it's quite remarkable and yeah it's been a great learning um to see it all come together and as much as we've all worked in the live festival and live events world for many years i think there's a you know there's there's so much you can learn and those learnings can carry forward but there's a lot that you learn kind of on the go um with with an event like this and you think oh it's pre-recorded so it's actually going to be super easy but actually in a lot of ways it makes it more difficult because you know you once you've got the content you've got the content but our brief really was the artist was to treat it as though it were live let's you know we're not going to do 14 takes like pretend that this is it and it's a live audience and go and that's i think why a lot of the content feels as kind of rich as it does is because it, it isn't overly edited it isn't overly produced it's really designed to feel live and this is it this is the one take you get over the four episodes that you created and put out, what do you hope that viewers take away from their experience of Vu's Inspired Live when they watch it? I mean, so many things, but I think one of the things that you just said is discovering new talent and discovering new names. Um, 100%. And and for me, there were so many, like Boogie My Boy, for example, she, she doesn't enjoy being in front of the camera. She thrives being a stylist, behind the camera and that's where she does her best work but for her it was such a great learning that she could be in front of the camera and actually tell her story and she did a Q&A with the audience of you know, the, the online audience kind of where she came from and that was a story she hasn't really been able to tell 
Um, and so that's, that's, that's something really interesting. You know, for me, it's, if you're interested in art or I've, you know, and I've mentioned it before that Dan Vandal, like I've, I've been following his work on Instagram, but Instagram, you know, there's a certain barrier between you and, and the artist on social media. Whereas I think Views Inspired Life kind of breaks down that barrier a bit with the interviews and really kind of getting to know the artists as well. So I think it's about discovering new talent. And I think it's about kind of re like looking at the, the actual stream itself and the nature of it and being able to switch between the cubes and between the different artists over four, four episodes or four sort of online events is very unique. And I haven't seen anything like that. And so I think that would be great for the audience to take away is to say that streaming doesn't have to be linear and it doesn't have to be i'm not saying that streaming is boring but i think why platforms like netflix are doing so well is because you get to curate what it is that you want to watch right mm -hmm, exactly. and that's and that's exactly what views inspired live is about we're not telling you you must watch this we're saying here's a variety of artists across south africa from music, you know, fashion, art, the whole works, and you choose what it is that you want to engage with. We're giving them the opportunity to put their stuff out there and you then choose what you engage with. And if we just look at the uptake from artists, you know, often you have to kind of, please, will you post on socials, let your audience know that you're going to be performing. All of our artists posted on socials organically, you know, the week of their, of their broadcast. And that was incredible to see. So it's very much, yeah, there's a lot of kind of positivity around it. Oh, you've hit the sweet spot there, getting artists to post on their social organically. That's what everybody wants. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to bottle that. I'm going to bottle it and we're going to sell it. But no, it's incredible. And I think that's the thing. A lot of the artists didn't see it as just another gig, right? They saw it mm. as actually, this is quite different. And also understanding that where we are in the world and, with this you know we, we we don't know we don't we don't have a crystal ball we can't see when live events are going to come back but i do think they, the the idea of this hybrid world of kind of live and virtual is going to only grow and i think if you look at our lineup a lot of those artists have have, have figured that out and they're like platforms like who's inspired live are the future it is going to be how we get ourselves out to audiences beyond a gig to 500 people when we may not even be able to have a gig that size, for example. Mm. You know, you said that you had a limited amount of time to put this all together and that you had to make sure that Vu's Inspired Live was everywhere. And I think that you've been very successful in doing that. And with all of the media and the PR that this has generated, some, you know, a lot of it very organically, do you think we'll see a Vu's Inspired Live season two? It's in the works. It's in the works. Um, don't want my client to get upset with me. Um, but <laughs> we, uh, the idea is Booze Inspired Live isn't a one-off. Um, you know, it's very much, and this was, this was always the understanding from the beginning, is it's one thing to get hundreds of thousands of registrations but not have anyone really watch. You know, we're getting thousands of registrations and everyone's watching and i think that's the important thing it's finding an engaged audience who are who choose to be there and choose to to watch the content and they'll come back and i think it's that kind of loyalty that's very important and i think vu's inspired live as as a concept for the brand and as a brand arm is going to stick around because as live events do come back you know the cubes you know you will start seeing the cubes in the real world um, you know, whether it's at a festival or a Vu's Inspired Live kind of owned event. But it also is, yeah, it's the start of what Vu's represents, which is giving creativity a platform. Lots of incredibly exciting things going on with Vu's Inspired Live. And it's so great to chat to you and to learn all about it. And I can't wait to actually see the cubes in real life. I think that that'll be, it'll be so interesting because that's the one, one of the things that I really took away from the events because the cubes are so striking and they're mm. so visually appealing. So I think that physically they'll look sexy as hell. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm, I think when the artists saw them in, in, you know, in the studio, they were like, whoa, is this all for me? We are like, it sure is. And yeah, <laughs> they loved it. 
crashing onto the scene in 2010 with Sun in My Pocket, a song that would go on to redefine SA's pop landscape. Twins Andrew and Brian Chaplin captured the hearts and the attention of a teen audience unlike any duo before them. They continue to explore their songwriting and production capabilities while continuously churning out top 40 hits. And I've got Andrew joining me today. Andrew, welcome. How are you doing? Lovely, lovely. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for the intro. Ah, it's only a pleasure. So when you get the call that there's a new online streaming show and it's going to be this gigantic production and it's going to be live and there's an interview uh, component and there's a performance component, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Because if if it was me, I'd be like, oh my God, yes, like we get to gig again. Uh, well, that well, that that pretty much was the same thing for us. I mean, uh, <laughs> luckily we have been very fortunate. We have um, been able to do a few uh, live stream type performances um, beforehand uh, during this whole kind of crazy pandemic. But this one was uh, really something special. I, I remember when they were giving us the rundown and they sort of showed us the the cubes and uh, sort of all covered in screens and whatnot. And so obviously that made me very excited. Yeah. What was the vibe like on set? I'm sure with, you know, events being pretty much non-existent right now, there was a real buzz about going live. There must have been. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it was also really cool to see um, Steve again. He's our uh, technical engineer. Um, Obviously, you know, we've kind of seeing him has been few and far between lately. Um, So it was really nice to just catch up with everyone, see a few familiar faces. Everyone was obviously um, hyped to get back working again. Um, and it was a dope setup. So, so I mean, that obviously also added to the energy. Mm, definitely. But how do you go about putting, I mean, I know that you, your, your set was pretty short because, you know, you were interviewed first and then you had a little performance later. How do you go about like picking songs over a 10 year career, like to showcase, you know, where you're at right now? Uh, it's a very good question. Um, we are we we actually pretty much change our set uh, every time we we do a, a different oh, wow. show, um, which which you know keeps it fun and interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it can be a challenge sometimes. Uh, you know, just trying to figure out which songs to actually play. Um, you know, for a, uh, for a certain audience for a certain amount of time, it can be a little bit tricky. But um, but it's also really fun because then you can get sort of creative with mixing tracks into each other to mm. sort of um, bring the time down. You know. Mm. You know, you mentioned that before you played Who's Inspired Live, you you were you've been very um you've been very fortunate in the fact that you have done other live streams um and played smaller gigs. But you know, with lockdown effectively putting a restriction on the types of events that you can play and host, what does a platform like Who's Inspired Live mean to you to be able to be a part of? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's obviously huge. Um, I think everyone, you know, w- was hit really hard by the by the whole pandemic and the lockdown, and sort of, uh, you know, our our everyday work was sort of made illegal um, overnight, which is obviously taken a lot of getting used to for a lot mm. of people. So when something like this comes around, um, it's obviously really special, and 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 not just a, a live stream show, but but something really epic. You know, that whole cube idea was something that I certainly haven't seen before. So, um, so it was nice to see them uh, sort of like go the extra mile, you know. For somebody who hasn't watched an episode of Who's Inspired Live yet, how would you describe the Cube? Because I mean, you've mentioned them twice, and I've seen the episodes, and they're so visually interesting and striking. But how would you describe it for someone who hasn't seen it? Um, <laughs> I would describe it like a picture a cube and then just picture insane moving images all around it 24 seven. Um, it's a, it's a pretty wild experience. I, I, I couldn't help but think, um, when I was watching the performances inside the cube, like the only way that this could get cooler was if the cube was like rotating. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> like some sort of crazy futuristic cube that like was on the back of a, I don't know, on the back of a truck and you're like driving it through Santon and the cube's like rotating, but then the middle stays like static. I don't know. That's just the image that I had maybe, in my maybe mind. Maybe we can start putting this together for 2022. I lo- I'm loving it. I know. I think I need to get hold of Vuz and be like, listen, I have an idea. <laughs> I think Let's that go. this could Let's work. <laughs> but listen, you guys have been very busy during lockdown. Um, and one of the projects that you started was a COVID-19 relief fund called Contribution that supports our healthcare workers and also the homeless, which I think is phenomenal, Andrew. Um, 
But I was very interested to find out that before the pandemic hit, you were working on an inner city regeneration project in Town. How's that going? Or is that still on hold for the foreseeable future because of the lockdown? Um, right now, yeah, exactly like you say, it is sort of uh, on hold. Um, we can't really do anything um, with the current restrictions in place. But uh, yeah, this this is a project that we've been working on for a very long time. Um, unfortunately, sort of politically and stuff, um, we've had a, a ton of red tape. Um, so it's been quite difficult to, to get things going. So we've um, had to get a bit creative uh, with, with how we go about it. Um, and then obviously when this hit, everything sort of slowed down a bit, but we, but we have been actively sort of meeting um, probably two, three times a week to, to chat about exactly that project. So it's not something that we've given up or anything like that. We're still very much in the works, just, uh, just trying to work around a few things. Mm, I mean, anything that's got to do with the government and, yeah, and, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to go there. That's a whole nother podcast. Um, but how have how have people received your contribution COVID-19 relief fund? Uh, because I remember talking to you when, when it launched and you said, I think it was like two weeks it had, it had been live and you said that the response had been amazing. Um, and then, I mean, I, a lot of people have gotten pandemic fatigue for want of a better phrase. Um, has the momentum still been there or has it sort of been something that you've had to consistently work on with contribution so obviously when when everything first uh sort of went down there was there was a lot of attention towards that and everything um so so from our view it was uh it was a very relevant thing to get involved with um and and like you said uh we really got an amazing response like straight off the bat i thought we would have to do a bit more uh sort of pushing from our side but the but the response really was amazing um, but to answer your question, it hasn't like stopped or slowed down. Um, we've absolutely kind of gotten sidetracked with other projects in the works. Um, but but now that everything is sort of, you know, this third wave talks and all of this, um, it's something that we definitely like to focus on again and, mm. and actually do do a lot bigger. Um, because uh, even though it was really helpful and, and all of that, um, I know that, that we can do a lot more um, with the with the whole project. I think a lot of people feel like they're quite removed from the pandemic in terms of being able to help because they don't know where to go, who to talk to, what relief fund is legit. And I mean, contribution is 100% legit. So what would you say to someone who's listening to this who would like to get involved with what you're doing at Contribution to help our healthcare workers and the homeless? Where can they contact you? Uh, so the the best place to get hold of is actually the sort of holding company that oversees everything, which is um, CBGSV. So if you'd like to get hold of us, um, just please contact info at cbgsv.com uh, over email, and um, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Um, we are in the process of revamping our website and all of that. So obviously, once that's all done, then everything will be done through there. Um, but for now, everything is sort of going under CBGSV. Amazing. Amazing. Now, Lockenville, I mean, you guys are globe trotters, and for a long time you split your time between America and South Africa. So obviously, with lockdown and not being able to go anywhere, and you being here for an extended period of time, you know, you've been busy with. We spoke about contribution, who's inspired live. What are some of the other projects that you've been working on? Uh, so one of the the projects, I mean, we've been doing a few things to to keep ourselves busy, but uh, but one of the things that I'm really really excited about. Um, I was just actually chatting about CBGSV. So we recently, um, late last year, rebranded um, our label Contraband to CBGSV Entertainment. And we've um, signed an incredible new act uh, late last year. We're busy putting together her EP right now. Um, Going to be shooting music videos, I think, within the next two weeks. Um, she's an incredible, incredible artist. So definitely one to look out for. Um, her name is Anika Kiana. Um, yeah, so so we've been quite hard at work with that, and and I'm really excited to to get a debut EP out. Oh my god, amazing! So is this the next chapter of Lock and Will investing in up and coming talent? Yeah, well, I mean, this is definitely something that we've been wanting to do uh, for I mean the the longest of times, and we haven't really found ourselves in a position to 
to really kind of like give it the energy that it needs. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, sort of with other things taking or going on the back burner, this is sort of the perfect time to, to focus on that. And, um, and, you know, we've kind of taken submissions for a long time and, and not, not to put anyone down or anything, but, but, you know, we've had to pass on a lot because, mm -hmm. you know, we just didn't really think it was strong enough. Um, and, and Anika was just such an incredible find, uh, you know, to, after the rebrand and then to have someone like her is just, um, yeah, incredible. Mm. You're celebrating 10 years of Lock and Vol, which is an incredible feat. Congratulations. And you've just dropped a new album. Shout out. Shout um, out, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and shout out to the Hardy Dars in the back, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, we got Hardy Dars, we got Seagulls, all of that. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. But what does it mean to you to have fans still from Sun in My Pocket days that are still championing you, that are still with you, that are still by your side supporting you guys? You know, honestly, um, it, it still blows my mind. Um, you know, obviously, if it's something you experience every day, it's quite easy to take for granted. But but then I sort of, uh, you know, get in get into a mindset and and um, and I really kind of see it for what it is. And it's absolutely incredible. I mean, uh, I feel all this hell in this game now. So uh, to have people, you know, following us through everything that we've gone through, the ups and downs and changing our sound and everything like that, you know, we we constantly kind of change things up so so the people that have uh, stuck through and continue to support us um it's incredible and that's the thing about you guys i mean you've reinvented yourselves over all of the albums that you've released over the course of your career but you've still stuck true to your core sound and i think like that's got I think that's got a lot to do with like your trademark vocals as well. So, so you like, you're changing things up, but then there's something about it. Like you'll hear, you'll hear a luck and will track and you'll be like, ah, okay, I got it. I know exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate that. And of course, you know, it's, it's quite a funny thing for us. Um, you know, when people kind of talk about that, that lock and will sound, uh, because, you know, obviously before we sort of, um, uh, gone onto the scene professionally, we'd been doing music before um for many years and and through the years it was constantly changing constantly changing um as we do now so so kind of depending on on what time someone hears us uh that's sort of the lock and bull sound if you know what i mean <laughs> i know exactly what you mean um is there anything else that you want to add about Vu's inspired live before you go about the performance or you know, the the setup or anything Absolutely. Well, I mean, for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, definitely go check that out. It's at viewsinspiredlive.com. Um, it was an epic performance. We performed brand, uh, two brand new tracks from our new album, The Burn Box. Um, it's, uh, it's an awesome vibe. There's uh, two other incredible artists as well. So yeah, definitely go check that out. Even if I buy you a Cadillac, put you on a pedestal, Louis and Gucci bags, anything I swear I give you everything that I have. But even if I did, you want more. Oh, you want it all. So even if I buy you a Cadillac, put you on a pedestal, Louis and Gucci bags, anything I swear I give you everything that I have. But even if I did, you want more. So even if I took you out to Malibu To go and do what adults do You always got an attitude I mean I do get it I choose steak dinners over a can of soup But even if I took you to Japan or London Oh, you'd always find a way to go get mad about something Oh my God, we need to stop sounding the alarm Because we're falling apart Even if I buy you a Cadillac Put you on a pedestal, Louis and Gucci bags. Anything I swear I give you everything that I have. But even if I did, you want more. Oh, you want it all. So even if I buy you a Cadillac, put you on a pedestal, Louis and Gucci bags. Anything I swear I give you everything that I have. But even if I did, you want more. Oh, you want it all. So, girl, you must be heaven sent. Ooh, you just so elegant. Put you on a pedestal, Louis and Gucci bags. Anything I swear I give you everything that I have. But even if I did, you want more. Oh, you want it all. Oh, oh.
So even if I buy you a Cadillac, put you on a pedestal, Louis and Gucci bags, anything I swear I give you everything that I have. But even if I did, you want more? Oh, you want it all, so. Star's rise has been incredible to witness, from the success of his breakthrough platinum-selling single Nalingi, to the release of his genre-blending debut album Molimo, to being chosen as Apple Music's Africa Rising artist. This versatile singer-songwriter joins me today. Manu, how are you doing? Um, I feel very great. You know, I just got my COVID test today and I'm negative. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, you know, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. I can't complain. How about you? I'm good, yo. You don't need that COVID stress in your life, no, I, hey? No, I do not. <laughs> sure, sure. But now you are here today because we're talking about Vu's Inspired Life. Yes. And you were on the Collabs episode with Smash Africa. Yes. And it was such an interesting conversation that you had with him about mm. your music and your style. Yeah. What does it mean to you in the grander scheme of things to be a part of a huge production like Vu's Inspired Life? You know, I haven't, I haven't had that type of production in a minute actually a year and a half so like when when views hit me up and and they were like listen we're trying to we're trying to create a show um that the fans would like and that you would like and the budget is crazy i i you know there was one thing i could do and that was to call my band and be like guys we have a show finally you know and um everything was smooth man i love the process they listened to they really listened to what the artist um, wanted to portray you know they gave us a cube and they were basically like what do you want and i was like uh <laughs> i want space i want mars you know i want i want i want all these things that really tie into um the next uh, stage of my of my career brand wise um and they they were all with it you know and i'm just super grateful that i was part of this huge production and yeah um i watched the show i watched it a few times actually and i i pretty enjoyed it it was rather enjoyable it was amazing you know you mentioned mars you mentioned space and you came to views inspired live so swagged out in a purple puma tracksuit with a spaceman's helmet and and you said that that formed part of your larger aesthetic for the show but i want to know how much fun do you have playing around with your fashion and themes when it comes to your music and your performances i have too much fun and something (laughs) that i i started delving into recently you know and um, I did a lot of research. I did a lot of research on brands that I really, really like. Um, and when I say brands, I mean I mean human brands, like the artists I look up to, and I look at the three sixty mm. direction, you know. And and um, a part of 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 all the artists um, that I like, they they had something in common, and it's that um, they really brought you into this world, their world, you know. And that's something that I want to do now. I do. I don't just want to give give my my listeners an mp3 i want to give my listeners an mp3 and an mp4 you know if you get what i'm saying like you can visualize it proper so uh i i i aspire to be a living mp4 you know so where i go around everyone is just like yo that's this guy's just there's just something about him you know and then when i get on the stage um it's tied all together and like i said uh, my stage design is is it's you know, it's phase one of this of this world that I'm creating, and I'm I'm slowly rolling mm. it out. You know, um, views were happy to to be the the first ones to you know give me that that go ahead, and and the way it was executed was amazing. You know. Yeah, you told Smash that you've been reading a lot of African comics and that this whole look and vibe is phase one. But I'm dying yeah. to know what's phase two. Yeah. <laughs> Phase two is, is to bring it, uh, bring it alive a little bit more within the graphics of everything. You know, it's not just a uh, a stage design, but it's an actual film. It's an actual uh, content pieces of of me bringing these ideas to life. You know, and and I have this ah. concept um, um, that pretty it pretty much revolves around seeing the world in my eyes, and I, I see the world in a crazy way like you know and and right now i'm in the process of completing my my new albums 
um, that I'll be releasing this year. And, and um, yeah, the visual is really what I'm, I'm focusing on because I really want to be an artist that, like, like I said, I want to be an all-round artist, you know, and, and the artists that I look to, that I look up to are all-round artists from the music to the stage to the, to the styling, to everything is thought out. And I'm, I'm at that point of my career now where I, I need to start thinking out the box and um, setting me apart from everyone. Mm. You know, I loved your performance in the Purple Cube and you had your yeah. keyboardist to your right and you had your drummer to your left. And I yeah. love that you went all out to invite us into this world yeah. that you've created. And we've been speaking about how much you enjoy conceptualizing a performance like that mm-hmm. and how you want to strive to do that because the artists that you look up to look up to that's what they do but how much mm-hmm. planning goes into conceptualizing a performance like that like are you working on it for like a week or two or are you taking like mm-hmm. a few months i mean because something like views inspired live is like quite a big show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i've been working with my team for about close to six months now on this on this um, oh, wow. idea that we've been building and it's and we're not even halfway there like this literally for this idea to be fully realized it will take about a year uh, we've been working with we, we are shooting currently we are doing all the behind the scenes work and obviously all the edits and all the you know um, the designs that have to that will that will accompany the music take some time you know and and views um they they had hit us up um, i think it was a month before the actual show and it was perfect because they had a team that could execute um at least a little bit of what we wanted to show in that time you know and that mm-hmm. why that's why uh the, the purple cube looked absolutely awesome and everyone that, that's seen it always come to me or they text me or they dm me and they're like yo bro what does that mean like we see something is going on here but what are you trying to tell us and i'm just like yeah just wait for it you know, just wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think that a concept like Views Inspired Live can grow legs and become an event yeah. that's a recurring thing? Yep, definitely can become a recurring thing. Definitely, you know, because it's not, they're not, they don't just focus on the music, which is what I like. They focus on, a, on, on, a, on, a, on the lifestyle of artistry, you know, whether mm. you be a rapper, a singer, whether it be, you do makeup, whether it be you a DJ, whether it be whatever it is, if, if, if they believe in the talent and they believe that I, or eyes are going to be attracted to this um, um, showcase, the money's on it and they'll give you the budget and they'll give you the, the resources that you need. And, and I feel like it definitely has legs because like I've never done a show like this. I've never experienced a show like this. I've never, you know, and I've never, and I feel like it definitely needs to, to live um, beyond the, the online online space and hopefully when we're all vaccinated in this country and everything is smooth, you know, we can, the fans can experience it live with us, you know, and then we can put that footage online for, for everyone else to see. I'm really looking forward to that. And I think it will definitely happen. And you, please book my new world star main act. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I spoke to Darren Sandras from, one eye Jack. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that Views Inspired Live actually started out as a physical event. And then COVID happened. And then they had mm-hmm. to change everything what? up. And then yeah, they had to change everything up. And then they they made it this online event. Yeah. So imagine experiencing those epic cubes nah, in real life. Too crazy. It'd be too crazy. Like how yeah, like how epic would that be? Like yeah. Manu World Star in a cube performing somewhere oh, like around the country. Imagine an elevated cube, right? I feel I, I feel I feel like I feel like views inspired um and Manu should sit down and, and, and concept these things. I, I, I would create the greatest stage design. You know what I'm saying? I'm really into this thing and yeah, I I, I see it coming together perfectly. It's just let's get vaccinated, guys, so we can party safe. You see, so you know what I said, right? And I love that you said that you want to work with them to conceptualize like a live cube, an elevated cube. Because yeah. I said, can you imagine a cube, but like the stage is static, but the cube around it is rotating Ooh. in some sort of way. Like, how dope would that be? <laughs> I know you feel me. <laughs> I feel you. And uh, what I like about it is that it's it, like the, the, what this cube thing is so futuristic, which is in line with where I'm trying to, where I'm trying to be, you know, 
And and yeah, without say without saying too much, I'm just super glad that that I was part of the Views Inspired Show because it's online, it's in line with my brand perfectly. When lockdowns are a thing of the future mm-hmm. and the world opens up, yeah. what's next on the cards for Manu Worldstar? Mm, a lot. A lot. It's it overwhelms me thinking about it. Um we're first gonna take take over South Africa and then we're gonna do the Africa and then the world. And we actually have a plan now. You know, the, the music is sounding very strong. The team is sound is is looking very strong. I I've 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 added some international um um key players that are working in offices overseas. Um, that I'm gonna roll out my 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 next stuff, you know. So it's very exciting, you know. Um, 2022 to me, it's, it's I feel like it's a it's gonna be a year of my breakthrough. I don't feel like I have blown up yet. Funny enough, I feel like um, I've, I've, I'm yet to see, you know, the fruits of my labor. And I feel like 2022, um, all the all the lines. All the directions are going to lead towards Manu World Star representing not only South Africa but Africa. You know that's that's a big part of my plan is to represent Africa to the world, and and um, it's going to start by touring. It's going to start by the features. It's going to start with the albums. It's going to start with my look. I've completely changed everything up, and I'm just super excited to to showcase what I have. So yeah, uh, when the lockdown shindig is over, <laughs> I'm planning to take over the world. That's the plan. Okay, so I want this on record. Before you take over the world, in the in in between when lockdown ends, before you take over the world, you've got to come back to text talks, right. and we've got to do a whole podcast with you because yeah, <laughs> I want to because I want to sit down and I want to talk about. I mean, this is a this is a short yeah. ten fifteen minute snippet that we've done here yeah. for views, yeah. but I want to talk about like your music, yeah. and I want to talk about like the vibe behind your aesthetic because I love how you change up everything yeah. with every release. Like you had a very specific kind of hairstyle yeah. for, you know, like circa yeah. Lingi and Molimo and yeah. everything. And now you're changing it up. You've got this like futuristic spaceman inspired vibe going yeah. on. I just, yeah, I really, honestly, there are a lot of, there. Are, the scene is very saturated at the moment. Um, but you are one of the artists that stand out to me that I'll that I remember because not only is your music great, but the whole there's it's the whole package. <laughs> and the you. fact that, yeah, and the fact that, you know, you've told me today that you want to conceptualize an event and you you want everything, yeah. you want to you want to take your game to a higher level because you want everything to be interlinked. Yeah. I mean, that that shows to me that you're thinking on another level. Yeah. So so congrats Thank and I wish you, you all the best Thank and hopefully we again. Definitely we need to talk again. I need a I, I feel like uh, we will have a nice sit down conversation. I don't know if we're going to do this online or in person but whatever it is the vibrations shall be there. And yeah, we'll just speak, man. I'm looking forward to it. Me I just wait for my choco. Man them pray for blessing. Man them pray for blessing. Man them pray for me, I don't play for my choco. Man them pray for blessing. Man them pray for blessing. Man them pray for me, I just wait for my choco. Me, I come straight from the north side. I read my city and they know why. I came from nothing and I don't lie. And now they see me from the north side. They see me ballin' and they co-sign. They see me coming with that worldwide. Keep it rolling, let them just fly. Yeah. When they see me, they pray for blessing Now we way up, no more stress Get your cake up, go ahead, bake it When we show up, whole team flexes When we pull up, it's straight, no dash When you see me, I wink, no death When I pull up, I swipe, no cash When I pull up, I'm clean, no cash Yeah, just wait for my choco Man, them pray for blessing Man, them pray for blessing Man, them pray me, I don't play for my choco. Man, them pray for blessing. Man, them pray for blessing. Man, them pray for me. I just wait for my choco. Me, I fast for my choco. Me, no craze, me, no loco. Oh, five down to my arm. Call me daddy, savvy, call me tonto. Ready, money, relax me. I go be a boss for my family. Me not to shy your day. I sacrifice for my glory. Hallelujah.
Speedster has ruled the airways and subtly soundtracked our lives for the last decade with his smash hits from the incomparable Mayo and Vicky to my personal favorite jam, I Don't Know. This multi-platinum selling DJ is an absolute legend and he joins me today. Speedster, how are you doing? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? I'm fantastic. Taking it one day at a time during lockdown. What can yeah, you do, you know? Yeah, aren't we all? Yeah, it's a bit annoying. But yeah, we keep on keeping on. I'm very good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's only a pleasure. Now, you told Slicker during your interview on Vu's Inspired Live that you're a person who takes one day at a time and that there was never a plan. So everything that you've achieved, you've done so organically. But what I want to know is, out of everything that you have achieved, and there have been some really high career feats, mm-hmm. what stands out to you as your proudest moment? I I I think my 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 proudest moment isn't isn't even music orientated. You know, um, as much as I'm a DJ and I do the TV thing and the radio thing and I make music, um, I also have a very big passion for for skateboarding. You know, and I I I think the 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 proudest and biggest moment in my life to date would be me opening up my own skate park of which that was possible oh, through hey. DJing and music you know um so it it it, it all kind of is aligned and kind of interlinks interlinks with each other but uh, yeah yeah it, i wouldn't say it's music oriented i'd say opening up my first skate park was my biggest highlight of which that happened through money I had made through DJing and music. Tell me a bit more about the skate park. I'm learning uh, new things about you today. <laughs> Tell me how that idea, where it originated and how it developed and then came to fruition. Um, so I, I started skateboarding when I was like eight years old. Um, that's all I ever did. You know, when growing up in primary school and in high school, uh, my parents always knew that on a Saturday they could leave me at the skate park and come pick me up Saturday evening and I was safe and I was <laughs> in a social environment and I was, you know, doing something productive with my life as opposed to like, you know, um, taking drugs or doing whatever else I wasn't supposed yeah. to be doing. So I've been skateboarding my whole life. I then stopped skating, um, skateboarding for 10 years to kind of focus on the whole DJ speech, the brand. And yeah, 10 years later... I was like, you know what, I think I've kind of solidified myself in, in the industry, um, you know, we've built the brand and, and now it's time to to do things I love and um, skateboarding is something I love. And I, I basically just thought to myself, well, I'm skating 10 to 15 hours a week and my peers are working. So I was like, how do mm. I turn this 10 to 15 hours, you know, make it lucrative? How do I make it into a business? And um, that's how it came about. I started off opening up a skate store two years ago in Johannesburg, did really, really well. A year later, opened up uh, the first black-owned um, indoor skate park. It's uh, based in Santon. And um, yeah, that's pretty much yeah, what we do. That is absolutely incredible. I'm from skating to music. Yeah. When I was watching your, when I was watching your interview with Slicker, uh, I was very interested to learn that you don't plan your sets. Like you kind of just go with the flow. And I'm I'm a very pedantic person about how I work. Like everything has to be planned out. So that gave me a little bit of mild anxiety. Yeah. But I'm assuming you have to get like very deep into the groove and kind of just feel out which track you're going to play next. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I think all DJs are, are generally music collectors before anything, you know. So I, I, I collect mm. a lot of music um, and then just arrive and 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 kind of 
gauge what's happening, how I feel on that day. You know, it's there's there's a lot of emotion that actually go into 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 DJing. Um, I I find that planning. Um, can sometimes disappoint you because you're planning this dope set because you've had an amazing day and you had great lunch with your friend and you wake up tomorrow and someone, you know, makes you mad in the morning and you're just not the same person you were yesterday, you know. So um, I'm, I prefer to just go at the flow and just kind of arrive early to 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 kind of read the crowd and, and see what, what the mood is. So, for instance, with my views set, um, I, I, I like from the moment I walked in, everyone made me feel so at home and I was just like so chilled. Oh, yeah. It didn't feel like I was at a gig, you know. So I thought, okay, I'm I'm gonna kinda express my mood through through my DJ set. And it really came through because your set was super dope, but you also looked very relaxed. And yeah. we've been talking we've been talking a lot mm-hmm. on the special episode about the cube that that everyone's performing in. And your setup was so dope with the lights and the Thank visuals. You. Like it's a legit setup. What were some of your first thoughts when you stepped onto the set and you saw the whole setup for the show? I thought, wow, because the, from the moment when they had all the visuals and the fire at the back and some of my skate videos and my logo there, I thought, oh, well, so you know, cool. if, if if I'm going to get into this cube, I, I got to kind of represent who I am and 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 mm-hmm. let my my personality come out through my DJ sets and, and, and that's why I'm so relaxed. You know, I'm smoking, I'm smoking the views. I'm chilling, um, you know, yeah. kind of <laughs> interacting with the cameraman here and there dancing here and there it was getting really, really hot, but I was like, I look so cool in this jacket. I don't want to take it off. <laughs> and um, yeah, just really just having a good time. And, and that's what it is for me. You know, I've never been a in your face kind of a person. I, I, I till today still believe less is more. So I, I try and bring that out mm. with our lockdown forcing artists online to make a living now what does an opportunity like performing on a platform like Voosed inspired live give to you it was really really dope um first of all just because of how they went about things how they respected each and every artist how they treated everyone the way they were supposed to be treated and i only got to understand that it was supposed to be a, like a real music show um, but then um, obviously we had to do mm. things virtually and and i really did feel like i was at a real music show you know so it was it was really really cool to 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 see that people still care about us and 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 still do those kind of shows you know um i would rather go however long with no show but then get a show that's proper like like the views inspired show so yeah it was really 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 dope and also just nice to kind of like you know you i i I, i'm i'm a lot of a bedroom dj these days where i'm just djing in my room and you know trying out new things and so forth so it was quite interesting um getting into a cube where once again there is no crowd and it's like okay (laughs) well what have you been practicing let's hear it you know and it's it's Mm. it's it's very detailed when when it's a virtual party because in a in a in a live setting, if I kind of make a mistake, you guys won't necessarily know. Um, you know, I might fix it with a bit of a mind. Like you find ways to fix it with with experience. Yeah, it yeah. does happen. You know, I mean, whoever, whichever DJ, your favorite DJ does make a mistake. But when it comes to a virtual thing, <clears throat> excuse me, there literally isn't any time for mistakes. So um, that's the other part of it, and I think that's why I told myself to not be nervous, and because normally told today believe it or not before i jump on the decks i'm really really nervous but that doesn't affect me i think that that still speak that speaks volumes and that says that i still care about the craft and i still am very passionate with it but um in this instance when i got into that cube i was like okay this is my bedroom let's go Mm. what's something that you do to unwind or like chillax before a set in terms of helping your nerves um i'm 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 very chill so i like arriving like really early so i can hear what the person before me is doing um and also just see to see the crowd reaction <clears throat> i like to arrive and just you know have a drink um have a cigarette and just really just like calm down like i i, I don't like being on my phone i don't like people coming to me and telling me their life stories like i just uh kind of just like to be in my own little corner <laughs> having my drink having my cigarettes and just getting into my zone <clears throat> yeah if you see speedster at the club before the event just leave him alone <laughs> yeah and <laughs> and it's it's not in even in the zone yeah I'm in the zone and I'm working, you know, it's, yes, I know it's loud and there's all types of things going on around this, but this is where I work, you know, I'm not here to have a meeting. Exactly. 
yeah, 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 no, this is this is your time to grind. But everybody has had very different experiences of our ongoing lockdown. But what have you been up to? Because I know you're not the type of person who just, you know, kicks back and is like, nah, I'm going to have a holiday now. Yeah, um, um, the skate park's been keeping me really, really busy. Um, so that's that's really cool. Um, because that's also something that I built because I was like, okay, I need to start building things that have nothing to do with DJ Speedster. I think um, the pandemic was a big eye opener. So that keeps me really, really busy on a daily basis. I'm there making sure everything is operating, making sure everything is going all right. Um, outside of that, um, I, I, I have my radio show, which I prepare for every single week and I do on a Saturday. Um, I'm mm-hmm. currently doing two TV shows. Um, one is ending... Um, really soon the finale is coming it's a dj competition which i'm a judge on and then i have a music show which is called live amp where i present so um luckily thankfully i've i've had those things going even in the lockdown um and i guess that's the nice thing about not just being a dj you know and that's something i always Mm. always always focused on when i was young and where i was like okay djing is my forte that's that's the first thing but it shouldn't be the only thing you're known for having your finger on the pulse and uh, in terms of what's hot and breaking with with artists and working with them what are or who are some of the up-and-coming artists on your radar um there's a kid by the name lucas raps um i'm sure people will know him yeah. really really soon blackie i wouldn't say is coming up and coming anymore oh, no, he's He's, He's there. gone. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a really, really cool, exciting duo by the name of Majesties. They, they, they're really exciting. Like coming with like fresh energy, very playful, very, a very fun brand. I would say um, it's very, very nice to kind of watch their content. So I think they're going to do really, really well. They're connecting with the South African uh, youth market a lot. They're doing high school tours and that kind of a thing. So yeah, I think they, 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 they're really gonna gonna do it well. Um, yeah, I, those are some of the names. It's been a very difficult, I'd say, two two years or so for South African hip hop artists, um, just because of the kind of I'm a piano mm. wave that's happening. It's very difficult for 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 upcoming artists to come up in this day and age. And that's that's why I tell them all the time. I'm like, you guys have to work extra hard because it's 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 really really difficult. I mean, there's a lot of talent out there, but just you know, um, getting through is 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 another thing. Um, it's really really difficult. Yeah, I think Blackie is the most exciting and energetic yeah. South African rapper I've heard in a very long time. And like, you know just, I mean. you know, I don't know, I don't know where appeared on this like sports scene, sports scene freestyle. And he just consistently kept putting out freestyles yeah. and videos and exactly. s- singles. And I mean, look at him now. And I, he's a, like, he's on his way to becoming a superstar. Yeah. And there's like a million of like a million kids doing the exact same thing on the internet. I mean, I'm, I'm sent links every single minute of the day, but, but, um, for that one to break out is is really really difficult. I mean, on average, I receive at least 150 songs, of which I can only play five on my radio show a week. You Oof. know, so there's a lot of talent, Oof. there's a lot of music being put out there, but um, it, it's very difficult to break through into into the market, into the the, the the mainstream market. You know, we get it every three four years. Maybe four years ago you get a nasty C, and then four years later you get a blackie. You know, mm. so it's 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 a bit yeah, it's it's quite hectic. You know, I was talking to Kid Funk about this the other day and I was saying, so if if a DJ or producer wants to send them, send you their track, how do they get hold of you? And he was like, simple answer, they don't. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm so busy. Like if, peop- if someone's doing cool shit, I'll find them. I'll find it. Is it yeah. the same case with you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, well, with with me, I do have an email address which is open to the public because that's for my radio show. That's literally where we try and sit down and find good music which we can play on the show. So I guess in a way they can reach me, but it's more of, you know, what am I hearing in those 150 songs? And there's times mm. where I won't even get a single song out of that, you know. So there, there, there is still majority of the time I'm finding as opposed to um, 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 them reaching out to me or finding me. Hmm. <laughs> 100%. And then before you go, I just want to know if there's anything extra that you want to drop in about Vuzo Inspired Live or about your performance or anything you feel like you really want to mention and just highlight. 
Um, I, I think, first of all, I just want to say thank you for the production. Um, like I mentioned, you know, they made me feel really at home. And also just after that, you know how like your algorithm works after my performance, you know, I, I see views literally everywhere, whether I'm driving or whether I'm buying bread at the store, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing it all over. So that's also cool. Cause it's like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm being part, I'm part of something really, really big, you know? So, um, yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you for joining us for another episode of text talks. Be sure to check out texttalks.com for more episodes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or listen to Text Talks on all good streaming platforms. Also, a huge shout out to Tom's, the only music store, for being the most incredible technical supplier. From myself, Tex, our producers, Jonathan Engs and Matthew Lewitz, and our research assistant, Al Clapper, catch you on the flip side.